Hello, 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 and welcome back to my podcast channel. My name is Sylvia Grace, and today I want to talk about spiritual warfare. Um, anytime you're doing any, you know, anything for the kingdom, um, you will be faced with opposition. Um, so I just wanted to come out and just give you some keys or ways to identify um, how to know that you are undergoing um, spiritual warfare. So without further ado, there's a lot of information to cover. I'm going to try to keep this um, short. Um, but it's really, you know, knowing and discerning. And I mean, um, but the first key or the first way to know that you're um, dealing with spiritual uh, warfare is uh, sudden or extreme um, onset of various troubles, losses, and trials. Um, you know, the enemy is ruthless in trying to bring attacks against the believers. Um, remember, we know that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and it could be, come, it could come out of nowhere. You know, or just like I know for me, for example, I um, do missionary, uh, I go on mission trips and it's just inevitable. I know prior to going on a trip, I already tried to prepare myself um, because I already know I'm going to experience spiritual warfare. So typically when I go on the trips, I um, always um, fast um, just so I can get a clear understanding of you know, the principalities that are operating in that region and how God wants to use me. But anyway, there's spiritual warfare that comes with that. Um, so it just, I think of uh, Job. You know, if you haven't read Job, you, if you, I really highly encourage you to read the book of Job. You know, talk about the attacks, but it came with the blessing. You know, and that whole chapter is, it's a long um, chapter, I think it has 41 chapters, but it's worth reading and it'll uh, encourage you. But just with the attacks, like the devil went to God and asked, you know, before um, releasing attacks on Job. On Job. Um, and God had so much faith in his son, he was just like, you know, this man is righteous and walks upright. And that even though he'll lose everything, you know, he still is going to be um, faithful. Where, you know, Satan tried to paint the picture is, oh, he's only like that because he's blessed. I mean, you know, Job had a lot of wealth. He had all these sons, which was, you know, considered prestigious back, you know, in those times. And, you know, so basically saying he only loves you for the things that, you know, you have given him. And will he basically still love you uh, if he loses everything? And so, like I said, I'm not going to go just for a time perspective. You know, that wasn't the case. He lost everything and still praised God, even when his friends came up against him. But, you know, I encourage you to read it for yourself. Um, number two, attacks of physical danger, illness, or life-threatening loss. Um, again, we know that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy uh, because that's, that's what he's been set on assignment. And, you know, think of John 10.10, um, 10, you know, he comes in like a thief, roaring, uh, a roaring lion and preys on, you know, God's sons and daughters. You know, he wants to silence our voices, you know, in any way he comes, he will um, 
use, whether it's a sudden uh, onset of illness, um, you know, loss of a, of a loved one. Um, but we know that, well, we should know that God is, um, in, is in sovereign, is in control. You know, there's so many stories uh, in the Bible where people are under physical attack and danger and in the miracles that God has brought them out. I mean, just prime example, look at Daniel um, in the lion's den. You know, read Daniel chapter six for yourself. But God removed him, you know, God, you know, uh, protected him, not removed him, but protected him and shut the mouth of um, every lion. So that's, you know, one of the, uh, another example. Um, number three, uh, increased temptation and luring, and luring toward, luring towards sin or wrong choices. So we know that temptation is just a normal part; it is inevitable. Um, only between choosing between wrong and right, and what we know is pleasing to God, and what is not. You know, we have our daily struggles and temptations around us. If even if it's just a matter of. Do I really need that cookie or cake? You know, that's on the lighter note, you know what I mean? But just in a bigger example is like a business deal where you know that if you go in this way, it could bring <clears throat> so much revenue, but you know, it's not the most ethical practice. So Satan will try to tempt you, whatever your weakness is, he will try to lure you into that to make the wrong decision because Especially if you deal with mammon, you know, if you idolize money or if you idol, whatever you idolize, Satan will try to use that in tempting you. Um, so that's why we have to stay in his word and just know God's, um, you know, know the word for ourselves. And it says, uh, resist temptation and it will flee and the devil will flee. So we want to always uh, be cognizant of that. You know, because the enemy will try to fight hard um, against us. Because he, that's his mission, is to bring us down, to help us, make us get discouraged, lose hope, um, turn our backs to God. Ultimately, that's, that's his um, whole purpose. And also to create chaos and dismute and disunity among our fellow brothers and sisters or in the church or even in the family. But we don't want to give him a foothold, you know, because he will wreak havoc. You know, just think of um, the biggest story. Well, not really, one of the stories uh, in temptation in the Bible was when Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. I mean, can you imagine? I've never done a 40-day fast to that extent. Oh, just water. That was no, no food or water. So I can imagine, I'm sure by then his stomach was just out of control, you know, and, you know, he was brought to, um, he was met with Satan in the wilderness, you know, if, if you want to hear more about that, I'd suggest you read Matthew 4, uh, verse 1 through 11. And, you know, if you've, everyone's ever fast, you know, with fasting, you become weak, you become overly sensitive. Um, in the spirit like you can hear you, you're sensitive and you're tired so especially because I knew that was a dry fast 
So I can imagine what state, you know, he was in at that point, and then enemy comes with promising all these things. Um, but, you know, the Lord, God's word, and Satan too, and this is, this is why you have to know your word. Satan was mixing the word with a little bit of truth, you know what I mean? And Jesus was like, no. You know, he was correcting him. But it didn't, it wasn't enough to take, to make him lose focus. You know, that's why we have to stay focused. Whatever assignment that God has you on, you have to stay focused. Uh, what number nine? Number four, um, you have feelings of overwhelming, uh, despair, darkness, and fear. And we know all of these are not from God. Fear is, is not from God. Darkness, because we know God is light. And we are called to bring light. We are the salt and light of this earth. And despair, discouragement, again, that's not of God. So we have people that may you may struggle with anxiety and fear in this life, and as well as you know depression, and um, you may have mental disorders or mood disorders. But often this, the uh, spiritual attacks or spiritual forces against our life um, raises an intensity. Uh, during during this time when you're undergoing a spiritual warfare, a spiritual attack, it's relentless and it's relu- and it's ruthless, and you can feel alone and overwhelmed, which will put you into uh, what brings about fear and despair. Um, again, this is where Satan comes in and tries to, uh, especially those who are in deep despair, you know, contemplate them taking their own lives. Um, Satan wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't want anything more for a person to take their own life and again to stay in the darkness even though we've been called to light so an example of um, this was when Elijah um, you know had led, the, had led the battle against the false idols and he resisted those who stood against God <clears throat> and then all of a sudden he um, uh ran and he had victory he had victory and he had success but he had faced uh, extreme warfare and, and he ended up running for his life in fear and then he was in deep despair and darkness um, also had gripped him where at time he probably should have been celebrating I mean that was a huge victory but instead um, he ran and he was experiencing those things um, if you want to read more about that um, I suggest you read 1 Kings 19. Um, but we know that God is love. And he provided for him. And he took care of him. And he started strengthening him and encouraging him. And, and gave him the grace. You know, but if you find yourself all of a sudden in deep um, darkness and despair, you know, don't allow the enemy to... Um, that's an attack. And don't allow the enemy to... Um, take hold, you know, praise your ways, pray and worship your way out, you know, surround yourself, if you have to turn to your brothers and sisters in Christ and let them know if you need prayer, you know, but don't stay in that state, because the longer you stay, the worse it becomes. Um, Number five, uh, you have deep confusion, feelings of condemnation and guilt, and your discernment, uh, dull spiritual awareness. Now we know a double mind uh, is not from God. 
and then God um, convicts, but he doesn't condemn. So, you know, everything pretty much is the opposite of what is uh, of God. You know, sometimes this is difficult to see um, because the attack, the attack can be so subtle and it can happen slowly over time. So it may go unnoticed, you know, this little constant pulling away from God um, and it's truth. Or now you maybe you're not reading your word as often as you once were. Or you're not engaged, you know, or maybe you're not attending church like you used to or serving like you used to. Now all of a sudden you're just too busy um, and you're not having fellowship. Then you're having conflict and broken relationships that you once took an interest in, you know, so just always be aware of that because God reminds us in his word that he is not the author of confusion, but of peace in 1 Corinthians 4.33. You know, he tells us that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ, Romans 8.1. I mean, the Holy Spirit will convict um, us over our sins, but that's to draw repentance so that we can repent and bring close. Once we repent, you know, God remembers our sins no more. We get a clean slate. So that's why it's important to... Um, recognize that that you know it's not to when the Holy Spirit brings things to our attention it's not to condemn it's just convict uh, because he's our friend he's our comforter he's our advisor he wants the best for us you know so just recognize it repent and um, you know stay uh, in the word and worship and you know do better next time and recognize but don't go into um, darkness because again, that's not of God and that's not the ultimate goal, you know, but you just want to be conscious of that because you give Satan an inch, you know, you're opening that doorway and that's not what we want. Um, and that's not what God wants for us. He wants the best for his children, just like for those who have children, you know, you want the best for your children, you know? But so I just want to give you some tips to um, when those attacks do happen, how to prevent them or how to combat that, um, because God would never put us in the battle in the battle and not give us tools and tips to um, fight the battle. You know, so he, he equips us with uh, strength, wisdom and discernment um, as well as the Holy Spirit. So, number one, you know, it's the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy uh, God fills us with strength, wisdom, and discernment. And that's why he sent the Holy Spirit to, um, as our comforter, our advisor, our friend. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it's when the um, Holy Spirit comes on us. And he gave us the Holy Spirit to help us. So we don't have to do this walk alone. You know, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. You know, Romans 8, 20, 26 reads, uh, The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. So when we don't know what to pray, you know, the Holy Spirit knows what to pray. What to pray. Uh, number two, put on the armor of God. That's why I said, you know, 
don't go who goes into the battle like if you think of any of the services um, whether it's the Marines Army uh, Navy Air Force there's all preparation that's why they have the boot camp then they have the training even if you're not um, active um, they still have to go two weeks out of the year to um, different uh, states or different countries because you always want to be prepared you know obviously we know what we should know when the battle comes that's not when the, the time is to prepare you prepare when the battle doesn't happen so when it happens you're fully prepared and you know um, and you come ready you know it's the worst thing you can do is prepare while it's going on no you need to be prepare ahead of time so it's just putting on the armor you know it's knowing the words you know having the scriptures speak the scriptures speak it with the authority and the power that he has given unto us you know rebuke um, say and rebuke what is not true and you cover and you counteract that with the word you know Ephesians if you don't know read uh, Ephesians 6 11 through 17 but it says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You have to know the word. If you don't know the word, then how do you counteract what is true? How do you know what's not true? How do you know what's not of God? So you have to know the word. I know it probably sounds like a broken record, but that's how imperative it is to know the word. Um, number three, prayer. You know, God invites us to have a relationship with him. That's how we communicate with him. You know, you pray without ceasing. The spirit will intercede for us. Um, the Lord wants to hear from us. You know, it, it's where we make our um, petitions, our thanksgiving, uh, where we let our voices be heard. You know, and it's also when God speaks too. You know, it could be a dialogue. You know, you just have to stay in the stillness and wait to hear from him. Um, we're supposed to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all types of prayers and requests. And keep praying into, if there's something that you're desiring or if there's a situation or you're waiting for a loved one to come to Christ, keep praying, keep praying without ceasing. So it comes to pass until it manifests. And thank him. Thank them as if it already you already received what you're praying for. Um, number four was kind of like I said before, uh, staying His word, so you know. Um, Hebrews four twelve reads: For the word of God is living and active, sharper than two edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Number five, uh, praise. The power of praise is so, so necessary. You know, when you show that you praise God, I mean, when you praise God, it shows that you trust him. You know, we, have, we owe him that. We owe him a praise. And it makes the enemy flee. You know, it pushes him back into darkness. When we praise, you know, we're in the light. We're showing God that we honor him. And, you know, it um, makes the enemy you know, uncomfortable, and he'll resent. He'll uh, eventually flee. You know, because uh, when we praise God, 
You know, it's God who fights our battles for us. It says that he will go before us. He will contend with those who contend with us. You know, so it's really not our battle to fight. It's already won in the natural. It's already won in the natural. Um, Number six, uh, obedience to Christ. You have to stay in uh, his word, you know. You have to stay um, in your word. You know, praise. You have to submit to his authority. You know, our James 4, 7 says, uh, Submit yourself then to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. So you definitely want to live a life of submission and surrender. You know, always ask God, what is your will? What is your will for my life? Not my will, but your will. Let your will be done. It's giving him uh, the respect and honor that he deserves. And last but not least, um, it's our testimony. You know, I had shared another um, podcast um, with regards to overcoming um, loneliness. Is that when you have victories, you know, share. I said use the sermon of who you share with. But when you share... That brings God the glory because he deserves it, you know, but it also encourages others because people, you never know what people are dealing with. And trust me, you are not the only one that's been through it. You know what I mean? So when you uh, share your testimony, it encourages others and it knows, well, wow, you know, God's no respect as a person. If he did it for her, surely he can do it for me. You know, Revelations 12, 11 says, and they uh, overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because the word of their testimony. And they do not flee from their life, even when they're faced from death. And we know nothing will please Satan more for us to remain in darkness because of the shame, you know, everyone has a past and sometimes people um, are ashamed of their past. And that's what keeps them in darkness because, you know, it's that fear of um, rejection, people not accepting them. You know, Satan wants nothing more for us to remain in the dark. But when you share your testimony, yeah, I may have done X, Y, Z, but, you know, that was before. Everybody has a history. So when you share your testimony, you're not you're not giving way to the devil you're showing yeah, I may have done this, but I'm saved, and this is what, you know, I'm the, the life that I'm living, and I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm okay, and I'm on my way. Like, I'm not perfect, but I won't stop. I can't stop trying to striving to uh, reach and strive for the life that God has for me, and the blessings, and the inheritance, because we are part of the kingdom family. We are royalty. So you see how sharing your testimony encourages others because we didn't go through what we went through to keep to ourselves no it's for you to share like if you overcame addiction or you know um, abuse or you know rejection you have to share share your testimony because it'll free somebody it'll help somebody then that person and encourage them to share, and that'll help some person. You know what I mean? So it's just like a, a domino effect. It'll, it'll be infectious. So I just pray that this um, has uh, blessed you, and 
you know, just know that, you know, battles will come. But when you're when you're prepared and you don't have to go through it by yourself, you know, I forget that's what that uh, scripture is. I think it's Psalms. Uh, I can't remember the top of my head, but, you know, just meditate on that scripture. He will fight with those who fight with us. He will contend with those who contend with us. The battle's already won. You know, you do your part and he'll take care of the rest. You know, but he doesn't leave us blind. He doesn't, you know, leave us hanging. So I just pray that this has encouraged you um, all today. And I love you all with the love of the Lord. Until next time, more grace.